Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Steve, and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. We're back at it. Ad week. Yeah, today is Wednesday, and this Wednesday ad is brought to you by Flower Petals. Uh, Ryan did the demo for the Dandelion Tremolo, but they've got three other designs, the Geranium, Germanium Drive. What are they? They're on Indiegogo? Yeah, they are on. They have an Indiegogo campaign, so if you pre-order, you actually get a little discount. Uh, I've bought Petals, I think, through... Not through Indiegogo, but through other uh, of these types of things. And when they work, they are actually like a really great way to buy a pedal because the crowdsourcing. You know, because you mean? the crowdsourcing, yeah. yeah, you can get them at like a pretty decent discount. So, well, I'll um, say that the Dandelion Tremolo that I have on my board, it really exists. I really have it in my possession, and I think it sounds great. Yeah. Like this is a product that is real, as so, far as I'm concerned. So there's the, uh, like I said, there's the geranium. This is a really drive. bad pitch to put it in people's minds that sometimes crowdfunding things aren't uh, real. The Poppy Clean Boost <laughs> and Lupine Analog Octave Up. I think anyone who listens to our show knows that that's always a risk. Sure, sure. I, <laughs> I think this guy's on the level. Uh, he's part of. Yeah. Our, he's part of our community. Uh, these are cool pedals. I would buy one. All right. Let's uh, check out this ad. This is a serviceman Jaguar. Jaguar or Jazzmaster? Jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> Sent by. That was bad. It was really bad. I'm going to put a sound effect of a real Jaguar in there. You should. No, I'm not. That's I'm also going to be bad. So lazy. I won't do it. Uh, this was sent by Tim Bapalent, a longtime person who listens to this show. He's been a person for a long time. How long would you say Tim Belent has been a person? Oh, like 30-something years, I think. Long-time person. 30 years he's been a person. Uh, so anyway, this is a serviceman, quote, Fender Jaguar, 1966, copy an old-school tobacco burst. It's $750 on reverb. Um, this is, geez, okay, for your consideration, I, I, I don't know if I want to, yeah, I guess I'm going to read the whole thing. We're going to be here a while. Hey, man, it's ad week. Hold on to your butts. I'm holding it. Uh, a serviceman guitar, the first of the Fender copies, a 1967 Jaguar, a 75 pickup uh, Fender USA pickup. Last year of the original run is in the bridge with 78 Bronco wiring. I don't know what any of that means. The original neck has new binding on the bass side and non-original vintage on the treble side. Uh, non-original vintage? Yeah. <laughs> A 90s MIJ Jag Bridge has replaced the old one. The guitar has been set up. The neck is shockingly straight. See the pick of the action at the 12th fret. The frets all hold their own in terms of no buzzing, etc., as opposed to having little divots like other vintage necks. Um, I think that's just called, like, fret wear. Yeah. Uh, well, the, if someone changed the binding, I wouldn't be surprised if the frets had Oh, been it redone. says, as opposed to having little divots like other vintage necks, these are flattened in places. I should have read the whole sentence. Oh, okay. Uh, this has occurred over time, so it still remains balanced and plays great for what it is. I've never considered a refret. The remaining Mother Pearl markers have been lost somewhere. I'm hoping to find them soon. <laughs> the volume and tone knobs have been replaced with vintage Jaguar-style knobs. The tuners work adequately for messing around or for messing around the house or jamming. Oh, you know, house tuners. Yeah, that's what I have on. That's what I have on my guitar. That's why how my demos sound out of tune. <laughs> They're just house tuners. I do them around the house. Uh, but the next step would be to replace them if the guitar doesn't sell this time around. I wouldn't gig seriously with them. The tremolo was working when I had a bar. This has since been sold from a 73 Strat. What? And a replacement is on order. I believe it still works, but since it has not been tested yet, I cannot guarantee that. 
Why doesn't this guy wait till everything comes in? I don't know what's going before on. Before he tries to sell this thing. Okay, the back plate is currently not on the guitar. I can't find the original screws. It will obviously be included in the sale. Please specify if you want the dummy plate on with the new screws if I can't find the old ones in the parts drawers. The original pickups do give a signal when touched with the live cord. They're working when I first bought the guitar, but the bridge lost signal after a month or so. That was followed by the neck. I always suspected a combination of cheap parts, a shoddy wiring problem to be a problem. Yeah, that's what that said. Yeah. Yeah. I cut off the pickups, pots and jacks, left the switches and rollers in the pickguard for show. There's a vacancy in the neck pickup position, but I only play lead pickup guitar, so I have no need to fill it with anything. Yeah, lead pickup guitar. It will be easily restored to full service man or Jaguar status or can be modded a la Sonic Youth. As it is, the guitar is rock solid and ready to rock. This guitar is absolutely in the heavy relic category. You know how we get these reviews on iTunes that complain about how like I sound tired and whatnot? Yeah. This is why. This is why. Um, the original pickup, pots, etc. are included in the sale. People either love or dismiss these guitars. If you're somewhere in the middle, I respect that, but please don't send me a lowball offer. I'd rather keep it. This is also listed on Feebay. Please check out my feedback rating there. Uh, I've been a member for 15 plus years. Describe this to the best of my ability. Unless the guitar arrives not fitting this description, this sale is final. Shipping will be a flat rate of $60, not included in the listing price. There is no case. However, it will be packed for war. What? I've shipped many guitars from Hawaii without a problem. So this is in Hawaii. I wonder what island. I don't know. Can you tell Kal- by Kal- Kalua or Ancona? Can you? Says Hawaii. Okay, I was gonna say, can you tell from the picture like which island it is? No, from the back background. No, um, I like the look of a lot of things on this guitar. Uh huh. I really like the pick guard. Yeah, I like the light relic on the body. Uh huh. I even like the missing uh, mother pearl fret inlays. Really? Is that weird? That's yeah, a little weird. I kind of like that it's missing that. Um, if this is a playable guitar, I like it. Okay. Um, I just really wonder if the price is fair. Yeah, this this is up for... Um, I mean, this is... It's, it's an old guitar. Sure. So it's you know kind of a deal for an old guitar... But it's a out and out copy. It's who knows if it's actually playable in the same way that an old Fender would be playable. Right. I I have not seen any sort of market spike on serviceman guitars. So basically, you know, we we've talked about this in the past with the Fender because the Fender is a serviceman amp. Right. Um, and so and what they, serviceman means is just that it was it was built for. Are men overseas, right? By like Koreans, by and, by like by. Well, I think most of them uh, were made in the Philippines, right? Uh, for servicemen that were staying went back, you know, in the Vietnam, uh, Vietnam War era, right, and, and and beyond when we had like a very heavy military presence in um, in the Philippines. So uh, these were kind of being made, and they were like Fender or you know branded instruments or similar the actually it's interesting all of the servicemen instruments i've seen have all been um like fender knocks fender knocks yeah i, I don't know if that was is, if that's the case across the board 
Um, in fact, I never really thought about it, but do you remember that weird Les Paulish guitar that I I have? I brought it over here one time. Uh, yeah, the brand yeah. Is like, do you still the brand have is that? Uh, yeah, I do. I what? wonder if that would be considered like a service man because I know that brand is is from the Philippines. That I still thing's have so funky. I still have that guitar. I didn't know you still had. Yeah, that. I have. Where do you keep all these guitars? I got a closet. <laughs> I have one closet that's just like I have two guitars under the bed. Uh, I have two guitars next to my bed that are like acoustic guitars. Uh-huh. And then most of the rest of my electric guitars are just shoved into a closet. And they're all just standing upright, so they don't take up a lot of space. <coughs> but yeah, that's where they all are. Uh, I don't think this is worth $750, unless there's just been some kind of resurgence. I don't even know how to like track the value on these. The problem is, is yeah, it's old. And it's an interesting idea, but I just can't imagine this being like more valuable than a much better condition, say like harmony from the same time period. Yeah. I mean the the thing that the only thing hardware wise that perked my ears up was the vintage pickup. Right. But then if that's the thing I'm after, I'd much rather just go buy you know, like an affordable Jaguar and throw that pickup into it and buy the pickup. Right. And, and that, know and know that I have two pieces of a puzzle that I could separate again and sell for yeah, good money. I'm sure like if you were just to look for like a seventies Jag Fender Jaguar pickup, you would it wouldn't be a lot. It wouldn't be like seven hundred and fifty dollars. It might be like I don't know, a hundred or hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that was my guess. I have no idea for sure, but it's I think it would be more worthwhile and less of a gamble playability-wise. Like, this thing right. is a gamble playability-wise. I'm looking at it like, yeah, it looks cool. And I think it says something that it's been well-played. Yeah. Like, it suffered a lot of playing damage. But then damage. it's also, like, in Hawaii, so... Yeah, this thing could have been, with like... humidity damage. This thing could have been, like, hanging on the wall facing the ocean... And the rain comes yeah. in and gets it when wet it's, every When day. it's talking about the back plate issues, like what they're talking about is the neck plate. Right. You look at the back of the guitar and there's no neck plate on it because apparently they took the neck plate off and lost those screws. So they just dropped four more. Like Oof. Those look like machine screws. It looks really rough. It looks really rough. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and the guy's like, oh, maybe I got them in a drawer somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> This is the sort of thing where if if it was local, I might go check it out just to check it out. Uh, I might. Like, can I just come over and see it and touch it? Because I'd want to know, like, does this thing play well? Yeah. I mean, if it plays well, then I might try to, you know, haggle with them a bit. Like, figure out the, vo- figure out the value of that pickup. Figure out if it actually passes signal. And then haggle starting there. Because I don't think the guitar is like if this was a completely clean representation of a serviceman guitar. I, think I found a much cleaner looking serviceman guitar on eBay that they're asking twelve hundred dollars for. Much cleaner or like new? Well, it has condition. two it has two pickups. If it doesn't look like it was rotting in a swamp for a decade, then it's worth its money versus this. Um, but like, okay, so like, check out those are the tuners you're gonna get. Yeah, 
but like you can go through the through the pictures. Um, the paint's a little a, rough on this, but, but it's not as rough as this. It thing. looks way cleaner. Yeah, way better. From the front, I would be like, "Oh, that's a jaguar," and then you see the the back of the headstock, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." And you're nope. like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> it's that that six in line uh, tuner setup where they're all connected on the same metal plate. Yeah, yeah. Like Fender's never used that, and there's a little bit of something about it that feels off, but it's hard to explain what it is. It's the knobs. The knobs mm. feel really off. I didn't look that closely at it. Like, look how small the knobs are in that control plate. Ah, uh, yes. That just feels off. And I don't, I'm not seeing, maybe the knobs are just small there because I'm not no, seeing No, he said that he, he uh, replaced the knobs on that one. So yeah, a 750 is way too much, I think. Maybe not way too much. Like, if you get it in your hands, you play it in person, and it legitimately plays well, I feel like I might go 400 on this. I'll, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, maybe. But I'd have to really want it. And I'd need, right. to, I'd need to hear a cool story about it. Like, how did it get here? You just you want know, to be like, who, who's the guy who bought it? I want to hear the story. You're going to go over there and you'll be like, hey, tell me a cool story, bro. But like, I do like that pick guard. I do like the finish and the wear on the finish. And I like some of the other relic to it. Yeah. Like, it's got a cool thing going on aesthetically. You know, I don't hate it. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been Wednesday. Wednesday of Ad Week. All right. See you tomorrow, guys. Bye.